Hello. Welcome back. It's a We Don't Want to Grow Up podcast, and we're Stacy and Pete. We are here with a re-release. We are. Just like we did with Can't Buy Me Love, we decided to re-release some rom-coms that we covered in our very early days of the podcast because we thought there may be new listeners that haven't gone back that far. And both of the movies are ones that always get a really big response from our followers and listeners. So we just thought it would be a good idea. It is a good idea. And it saves us a little (laughs) bit of time. (laughs) So this one is Girls Just Want to Have Fun. It was originally released on May 8th, 2021. Well, we released it. Yes, Yes. we did. (laughs) The movie is from the 80s. (laughs) So we're also doing a recasting of this movie and Can't Buy Me Love over on Patreon. Yes, we were recasting them if they had been made in the 90s. In the 90s. It's always a fun time. So if you want to hear who we picked Come on over to Patreon, patreon.com slash we don't want to grow up. And before you get into this episode, I just had to say that I have one regret about it. Yeah. I think it's a pretty good episode. Yeah. But the soundtrack neglect on our part. Oh. Because it's an excellent soundtrack. Mm-hmm. And this was early days when we still were not adding in a lot of sound clips. And I feel like we did it a disservice. Yes. The episodes sometimes to me do feel a little empty now without it. Right. This one felt that way a little bit. So if we can figure that out, you'll hear it. (laughs) And if we can't, you won't. But there's just so many great songs. And I mean, my favorite from the soundtrack is Dancing in Heaven by the group Q-Feel. I always think of it when I think of the movie and I can't believe that I left it out. But it happens sometimes. Like you're trying so hard to remember everything you love about a movie and then you get on the mic and... You just go blank sometimes and people will call you out. Yes, they and you will. feel bad about it. <laughs> and like I actually just shared a scene from the movie Singles yesterday, which is one of the greatest scenes ever. And I realized that I don't think I mentioned that on the podcast. Like there were so many other favorite moments that I had that mm-hmm. somehow that one just slipped my mind when I was making the outline. And I don't know how. And I feel like when people listen to that episode, they're probably yelling at me because how could I not mention that line? So Sometimes it's hard not to beat yourself up for... Don't beat yourself up. <laughs> ...doing that sort of thing. You do a very good job. Thank you. You do too. But just know, we we do love everything that we're talking about. Or if we don't love it, we are, you know, trying really hard to still find great moments. You know, I say that just because of the one time Pete made me watch a movie <laughs> I didn't want to watch and the 198 times that I've made Pete watch movies he didn't want to watch. <laughs> but... <laughs> He's a trooper, so it'll be a surprise to see for you if there's music in there or not. About to find out. About to find out. (laughs) And be sure and listen to the end because we have some notes and some corrections and some things we want to talk about. So stick around. We'll see you in a bit. You've wanted to cover this for a little while. I have. It's definitely on my list of probably top 10 favorite 80s movies. It's Girls Just Want to Have Fun. Directed by Alan Metter, written by Amy Spies. It's about Janie, who's a teenage girl who's new to her Catholic school in the suburbs of Chicago. Her father has just retired from the army, and so that's why they've just moved there. She instantly clicks with Lynn, who shares a love of dancing and dance TV. They find that out pretty quickly, and then it's just kind of an instant bond. 
So when they find out that there's an audition for a new dance TV couple, the two make plans to go against Janie's father's wishes and go downtown where they meet your typical mean rich girl, Natalie, and Jeff, who's Janie's soon-to-be dance partner. The two butt heads at first because... They just come from different worlds and they have a different style of dance also. Yeah, they're giving each other shade on their styles of dance. And there's lots of sexual tension. There is, yeah. You can <laughs> cut it with a knife. <laughs> of course, eventually they fall for each other. And after lots of sneaking out and dodging many attempts of sabotage, they win the competition. They become the new dance TV couple. Now, would dance TV be MTV or is it like... I think it's like American Bandstand-ish. Okay. Like a dance show. Yes. Not like a channel. Like it's just Soul dance Train. TV. Or it's just a show called Dance TV. Yes. Oh, uh, okay. I wasn't sure if it was supposed to be like MTV or not. I mean, it's probably kind of a combo deal, mm -hmm. you know? Because really like American Bandstand and Soul Train, like they would have a lot of people there dancing. Whereas this looked like it was just maybe like 10 couples or something. Yeah. So, I, you know, I feel like it's a little different, but... Either way, it looks like a good time. Yes, it does. So this cast, one of my faves, Sarah Jessica Parker as Janie Glenn, Lee Montgomery as Jeff Malone, also Joey Lawrence's doppelganger. For real, I thought it was Joey Lawrence. And you're like, no, that's not him. I'm like, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> they do look a lot alike. I actually think in this movie, he's more handsome than Joey Lawrence. Not that Joey Lawrence is not handsome, but... I feel like Joey Lawrence is maybe a little more goofy looking, but really? I could also just be thinking of his character on Blossom, and that's why. That's a good point. You never saw him as a serious dancer. True. Well, I did see him as a serious pop artist. <laughs> In real life or on a movie? In real life. Oh, really? Yeah. You never heard the song, There's nothing my love can't fix for you, baby. Let's play it here. Yeah, no, I don't know that <laughs> Jonathan Silverman as Drew Borman, who's Jeff's best friend. Shannon Doherty, a young Shannon Doherty, as Maggie Moline, Jeff's little sister. At this point, I think we probably only knew her from Little House on the Prairie. Who you know? was she on Little House on the Prairie? Because I watched that. It says Jenny Wilder, which sounds familiar, but I really don't remember. That is all such a blur to me. I wonder if she's the one that went rocketing down the hill in the covered wagon. Oh, gosh. I feel like I cried that day. <laughs> it's been so long since I've watched that. Yeah. Helen Hunt as the iconic Lynn Stone. Ed Lauder as Colonel Robert Glenn, who's Janie's dad. He passed away in 2013. Margaret Howell as Mrs. Glenn, her mom. She passed away in 2000. Oh, wow. Holly Gagne. That's a guess. <laughs> Close she, enough, right? <laughs> she played Natalie Sands. And I just have to add that she also, I mean, she did like a bunch of soap operas and was a regular on Baywatch, but she played one of Joey Tribbiani's sisters on Friends. Oh, did she really? Mm -hmm. oh, wow. Morgan Woodward as J.P. Sands. He just passed away in 2019. Oh. But he had some mega roles like he was on Dallas and in Cool Ham Luke, stuff like that. Oh, okay. I thought he looked familiar. Yeah. Biff Yeager. Yes, that's a real name. <laughs> that is a real name. As Mr. Maylene, who's Jeff's dad. Do we have any Biffs in the audience? <laughs> <laughs> who's named Biff? Like, is Biff one of those things that's like a nickname, like Chuck is for Charles? Right. Is it? I don't know what it would be short for. Like one of my sisters had a nickname that was Dee Dee, Mandy. But it's just because my little brother couldn't pronounce Mandy. Oh, 
So everybody called her Dee Dee for quite a long time. And then Christy Summers as Ricky, Miss Dance TV. Oh, that's who that was. Okay. You know, it was actually hard for me to find a lot of information about this movie. Mm -hmm. Normally, we can find some kind of documentary or interviews or something. And maybe I didn't dig deep enough, but I couldn't find a lot. But this is what we've got. So it was inspired by Cindy Lauper's hit, Girls Just Want to Have Fun. And they bought the rights to the song and the title from the songwriter Robert Hazard's publishing company. But Lopper said she did not want to appear in the film, and then she refused to let them use her version. I was curious about that. I yeah, because we noticed the... that it wasn't her version. Yeah, I was like, what version is this? <laughs> I was surprised. Yeah. SJP agreed to do the film because the uncredited screenwriter, Janice Hirsch, was one of the writers on Square Pegs. Okay. And that was... Is that a TV show? Yes. Okay. She was on that. She said, quote, Janice wasn't into depicting people my age being stupid. I was impressed with her fondness for two best friends who aren't competitive. I did like that aspect of it. They never were rivals, which is fun. Yeah. Because it's a way overused trope. I feel like a lot of times, too, you see, you know, there will be some kind of fight or something, even if they're not rivals. They'll, right. they'll have like they're a tiff, beef. but they didn't. The director, Alan Metter, asked the same people that coached the gymnasts that did Kevin Bacon's stunts in the film Footloose, which SJP is also in, mm -hmm. for help. He just felt that the dance sequences needed an extra kick. And they sure got an extra kick. They did. Like, they're very acrobatic dance scenes. So much so that sometimes they're not dancing. They're just doing gymnastics. Yeah, it looks like a <laughs> gymnastics routine. It does. I mean, it's awesome, but. And you can kind of tell when their uh, dance doubles are in yeah, for them. <laughs> so pretty much every young cast member was actually older than he or she played in the film. So Sarah Jessica Parker was 20. Helen Hunt was 22. And these are high school kids. Jonathan Silverman was 19. Holly. Gagnier. There's, there's that name again. It's spelled Gagnier. Gagnier. <laughs> so however you pronounce that. <laughs> she was 23. Oh, wow. And Lee Montgomery was 24. And then Shannon Doherty was 14, which I think she was playing like a 12-year-old. Okay. And then the high school that was used was the same high school that they used in Nightmare on Elm Street, Zapped, and Pretty in Pink. Really? Mm -hmm. Okay. In L.A. I'm very curious to hear your favorite moments on this movie. This was, I know, your first time watching, so I just love to see what stands out to you in movies like this. I really liked when Sarah Jessica Parker first started dancing at the tryouts. Yeah. And this is our first glimpse of acrobatic dancing, and she just comes out and crushes it. Because <laughs> you had talked about in the beginning of this episode the fact that you wanted to do gymnastics. Uh -huh. I did too. I used to love to spin and try to flip, but I could never flip. Mm -hmm. So watching her, I was like, wow, that is really cool. Well, quote unquote her. Yeah. <laughs> but I was very impressed with that. Mm -hmm. It caught me off guard and I liked it. Number two, the tree that is next to her window just blows my mind. Like, did anybody ever have a tree branch that grew close enough to their house and was big enough to sneak out onto? Yeah, that you weren't like risking your life to yeah. jump out onto. So I was just like. I don't know about that, but I liked that she had the grapes to go out her window and, and climb into that tree because <laughs> that would have been dangerous. I don't know. Have I ever mentioned before, like I had a incident where I snuck out. You've told me. I don't think you've told them. So the house that I lived in had a porch that had, of course, a roof. The roof to the porch was right outside of mine and my sister's window. Uh -huh. I mean, it was probably 30 feet up in the air, maybe. But I had a plan to go hang out with my friends 
that night, like sneak out on a Saturday night and go hang out. It's the first time I ever tried it. First and last time <laughs> I ever tried it. So I was painting the house at the time. So I left a ladder up against the side of the porch. So I got all ready, snuck out. It's like 11 o'clock. But my friends were all in like this truck and they pulled past the house and you could hear them all talking. <sighs> they pulled past the house and they parked. You could still hear them all talking. So then I'm like, all right, well, let me go try to sneak out. And I'm climbing down the ladder to go meet them. And as I get level with the porch, I'm looking straight into my stepdad's eyes. <laughs> and he's like, well, where are you going? And I'm I just forgot like, that it happened uh, like that. Just back up this ladder. <laughs> so I go back up the ladder, go back in my window. And then my friends, you hear the truck like peel out, pull back by as they're going. Pee! Oh, no. I got very grounded for doing that. Much like SJP did in this, except I was actually grounded and I yeah. didn't get to escape. Well, my bedroom situation was easy. Yeah. Like it was set up because the stairs going up to our porch went right past my bedroom. And it was like at the perfect height that you could just take the screen out and hop right out. Did you? I mean, I did a few times, but I didn't really go anywhere. I think one time maybe my friends were spending the night and we went to Taco Bell. Like it wasn't, we came right back. You know, it wasn't anything crazy. But I did have several people visit me at my window. You did? You being one of them. <laughs> and then I would sometimes just go out. Like, again, if people were spending the night, we thought it was so cool. It was like we were being rebellious by going out onto the porch through the window. That makes sense. You know, and we'd like hang out out there and sometimes maybe some friends would come over and we would just talk to them like right outside the house. But I mean, that was before the days of ring cams and stuff like that. Yeah, that probably has done away with a lot of that. Yeah, but that's about it. I wasn't too, <laughs> too rebellious with the sneaking out. You were always such a good kid. <laughs> All right. Number three for me, I identified with how upset Colonel Green got when he found out that Janie had been like sneaking out because they show her out and about on the town and she's just really irresponsible and she needs more supervision. Like she's riding around on a motorcycle with no helmet and Jeff is like super reckless on it. That's true. They go to some random bar downtown and get in a bar fight, get in a bar fight. It's like, come on. <laughs> he had every reason to be worried. Didn't he, he did. Absolutely. All right. So my HMs for this. J.P. Sands and his helmet hair. <laughs> I just love helmet hair like that. I love it when somebody looks like a Lego character. <laughs> and I, I just now figured out like how they do this. It's like overgrowing your sideburns and brushing them back into the rest of your hair. Yeah, I never really thought about it. I hadn't either. I always just wondered how people got helmet hair like that. And I was like looking at him. I was like, oh, he's like combing it back. That has to look so amazing as you're growing that out or when it's like wild and crazy and maybe like sticking out like three <laughs> inches or something like that. <laughs> Next up, I love that Lynn didn't really get in trouble for leaving this baby that she was babysitting in a pizza. <laughs> There's like a pizza box on the floor with pizza in it. And this baby's just wallowing around in this pizza as the mother comes home. Just like chewing on a tomato. Yeah. I know. I was like, we're not even parents, but I mean, I did help run a preschool for a long time. So it's yeah. like I think about all these safety things, but I was just like, uh, hello, choking hazard. Right. And I didn't even think, like you said, about the fact that they could be burned. Yeah. We just saw with Pizza the Hut, you can get burned by cheese if you're not careful. It's <laughs> so true. See, there's another way that <laughs> these the two synergy. movies. Oh, we didn't even know there would be wow. synergy like this. <laughs> but my last comment on that is teens can be very stupid. <laughs> 
Yes, yes, they can. All right, last up for me. When J.P. Sands is shooting pool at his mansion and he gets distracted or upset by something, I can't remember exactly what it was, but he rips the cue through the table. And any time I'd play pool at a friend's house, wherever it was, that was the number one thing. Yep. Don't rip the table. I've never seen it happen ever. You owned a pool table. Did you ever see it happen? No. And that's what we were talking about. I was like, oh, it actually can happen because my entire childhood, teen years, as long as my dad was around and in his right mind, bless him, that was a warning. Yeah. Like I had to learn how to play pool using my hands because we weren't allowed (laughs) to use the cue. Is that what it's called? The cue or the stick? I think it's the cue stick. Maybe. The cue stick. (laughs) And my, you know, whenever I had friends over and stuff, because we would all like it was in our playroom. I was lucky enough that we had fun stuff like that, a pool table and a ping pong table. But that was the rule across the board for my friends and Kelly's friends. Nobody could use a cue stick (laughs) or a pool stick or a cue or a stick. None of it. None of it. Hands only. And then one time, the one time that I had a party, I walked into the playroom because it, the party like extended through the garage and into the, the driveway. And I walked in and someone was sleeping on top of the pool <gasps> table. And I was like, oh, my God. And Some I like, dude. Yes. Had to be a dude. It was a dude. I feel like I just told one of my friends, like, you need to tell him <laughs> to get off the table. Well, that's what I got. All right. So my faves. Number one is Lynn Stone's fashion. I already called her an icon. She is an icon. So much unique stuff on her. Yeah. <laughs> I've never seen anything like it. And it wasn't exactly trendy stuff. It was just very unique. And you could tell that she really put a lot of thought yeah. into what she was putting in her hair and on her body. From the dinosaur clips, which actually looked like toys that you would play with, like that you could hold in a full-size adult hand. Yeah. <laughs> and they were clipped into her hair on both sides. And like up like Mickey Mouse ears. Yes. The hat with the giant cricket on top. She had a space shuttle hair clip. Yeah, that was crazy. We're like, hey, pause that. What is that? Is that the space shuttle? Sure enough. (laughs) She had a Davy Crockett hat with like a bullet belt. And then there were several other looks. But I really loved when she had her school uniform, like when she and Janie meet for the first time and Janie's like covering for her. She changes on the bus and she just like rips off the sleeves of her school jacket, flips her skirt inside out. It's like instantly she's in a cool outfit just to go babysit. Just to go babysit. (laughs) She's like, are you going out? Like, no, just going to babysit. Yeah. She's like, you should see what I look like when I go out. (laughs) And then I love when she goes to like help Janie escape her bedroom and she's hanging upside down and her hair is like sticking up. And you almost think that it's just because she's upside down. And then when they get down to the ground and she stands up, her hair is still standing straight up. And I love how they like they both laugh about it. And It's like Bride of Frankenstein hair. Yes. It's so great. And then, of course, just how she looks at the end when she's the new Miss Dance TV and she comes out and she's got like her horse drawn chariot and she's got her big crown on. And she's Such a so fun happy. moment. Yes. It's so great because Ricky quits. And leaves, and then she just happens to be there. <laughs> and I love that that was one favorite moment for you all right there. <laughs> well, look, this is how I cram it all in. It's her fashion. And then let me tell you about all these things that happened while she was wearing that fashion. That's true. That's true. I'm sorry. <laughs> Two is I love the montage of when Jeff and Janie are just rehearsing their dance routine. Because you see them all over, you know, at one point they're trying to jump off of a tree and like his little sister's there with him and they're wearing all the different outfits and... 
I just like it. And you see their chemistry growing. You do. And you see him learning how to flip. Yes. Well, that's the tree stuff. I thought he was on the pad. Well, maybe he started out there. And okay. then they and then he did it from the tree, remember? Oh, that's right. I forgot about that. Yeah. And then I love when the girls, it's Janie, Lynn, and Maggie, his little sister, Shannon Doherty. Yeah. They show up at the mall. They run into Drew, his best friend, who's being fitted for a suit to wear to Natalie's coming out party, they called it, which is like a debutante type Ball thing. or something, yeah. Just like a socialite event. I've never been to one of those. <laughs> no. But they were looking for a way to get back at her for all the things that she had done to try to, you know, she sabotaged Lynn's audition. She called Janie's parents, pretending to be a nun from the school. She's shady. Very evil. Yeah. So to get back at her, they take the invitation from Drew, who just happens to have it there with him. And they go to a store in the mall, which is what was so great about malls back then, because you could find a store where you could go get copies made. Yeah. And they had like 150 copies made of it and just started passing it out to unique characters, people that typically would not be caught dead at a party like that. Or permitted at a party like that. They wouldn't have been invited. It's like the entire punk rock scene of the city that they're in. Right. And then, of course, when it all actually comes to fruition and they show up at the party, to me, that's all one thing. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe I'm lumping it all together. But when they show up and they crash the party and they burst through the window dramatically like they used to do in the 80s movies and basically dance, flip some tables over. Now, somebody does get run over with a golf cart. True. And that is J.P. Sands. Right. And they ruin his hair. I think they get blueberry pie they do. in his beautiful silver beautiful mane. Silver mane. <laughs> so there was at least one casualty of their romp through this right. party. <laughs> and then HMs. I love at the end when Janie's brother and mom are watching her perform on TV once like they realize that she's on and they're you can just tell they're so proud. And then when her dad goes down to the station and you can tell he's just like pissed, like he's, he's just wanting to stop the whole thing. Yep. And then Drew's like, oh, you're Janie's dad. My, she's great. And it, that's what it takes to make him like look at it differently. Well, listen, this is a girl that's running around town on motorcycles. <laughs> she's going out to clubs. True, true. He's only upset. But you're right. He finally does see how wonderful of a dancer she is because she's really good. Yes. And then I really like when Jeff's dad is at the bar watching the competition on TV. And when Jeff and Janie win, his buddies dump a pitcher of beer over his head. It's a full pitcher of beer. (laughs) What a waste. (laughs) But I just think it's fun. Plus, it's pretty rare in any type of media, especially in that day and age, to see a dad who is supportive of his son wanting to be a dancer. You're absolutely right. That was very unique to this movie. Mm-hmm. Because part of it's like, Mr. Sands is going to fire you if I win this dance competition. He's yeah. like, you get out there. You let me worry about Sands. Yeah. You get out there and you go win. I love that. Yeah. That's a really cool thing that as a child, I never paid attention to. But as an adult, I'm like, wow, that was actually, you know, a lot of these movies don't hold up when it comes to things like that. Yeah. You know, but that one was one that felt pretty progressive. It did. Also, just a funny little moment. I love when Lynn distracts the nun so that Janie can go talk to Jeff at the fence at school by asking the nun. She's like, show us that trick you do like a gymnastics trip. On the pommel horse. Yeah. And she hops up there and she just goes off. And like, she's excited to do it too. She's yes. like, yeah, I can show you. She's just whipping her legs all around. Did you ever try the pommel horse? 
No, because I was too shy to do gymnastics. I told you. <laughs> we didn't have that at school either. So. Oh, you didn't? No. Oh. Not that I know of. We just had a random one at my church that was literally sitting outside. They had parallel bars yes. and a pommel horse huh. sitting outside for some reason. We did have parallel bars, but we did didn't you? have that. Yeah. That was like on our playground. I feel like I almost broke my arms a couple times on the pommel horse. Oh. Because I'd get up there and like try to swing my legs around. You'd like put too much oh. weight on one arm. And you didn't know the technique because no. you didn't take classes. I just tried to do what I'd seen. Yeah. And I, I'm probably lucky I didn't break my arm. Probably. And then I can just say two things that I did not like. Oh. Okay. Yeah. First of all, tune in Tokyo. Yeah, that was so off-putting. I mean, I always remember it seeing it and just being like weirded out by it a little bit as a kid but it's probably not until like this day and age that i see that and we both were just like uh hello sexual assault yeah sexual assault much (laughs) and if you don't know you know just go watch the movie but it's when they're at the bar like i've never seen anybody do that like i've never seen a guy do that to a girl in person Mm -hmm. i've only ever seen guys do that to another guy but it's more so like like a, like a titty twister. Yes. Yeah. And they say, tune in Tokyo. Yeah. I've never seen that actually happen in person, thankfully. Yeah. And then I was just actually disappointed that we didn't see anything go beyond them winning the competition. Yeah. It would have been nice to see a conversation with Janie and her dad. And most of all, I would have liked if they had fast forwarded a little bit to where we could see Jeff and Janie and Lynn as Miss Dance TV being like. On the show. Yeah. Seasoned. On the show, you know, like they know what they're doing. and That would have been perfect to play behind the credits as yes. they rolled. Yes. Even if they, you know, this was kind of before they would do stingers and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Well, I guess Ferris Bueller had a stinger, but yeah. at least play it as the credits are rolling. That would have been great. I wish they would have thought about that yeah. because it just feels a little bit like. It was abrupt. Yeah. Anticlimactic a little bit. Yeah. Because, you know, I mean, you see them win and that's exciting, but you don't get to see it actually play out. You don't get to see them do the thing that they were trying to win. You need a girls just want to have fun, a two. I do. I wonder if they're available. (laughs) We've done it. (laughs) We've done it. Again. Some favorites of our own. We've done some favorites. Yeah. How many episodes is this? Fifty. Seven. Seven. And. We totally missed our 50th 50th episode episode spectacular. I know. We had plans for it. I guess really it was just talking about how it was our 50th episode. (laughs) Well, we didn't realize until after it was already out. I know. Then we're like, oh, we're on like 53. So it's like we can't do our 53rd episode spectacular. So we'll have to do something else. We'll do something for the 100th. Or 69, dudes. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, we're still waiting on... Mr. Tuttle here to get some more nostalgic items to share. Yeah, I'm out. I recently just obtained two new ones that I'm really excited to share. They are amazing. Yeah, I'm really excited. Well, one of them hasn't arrived yet, but I got great deals and I'm so excited. I do have one item, but we're saving mine. Yes, we are saving that for for something special. Yes. So since we don't have those, we're back to songs. We'll do songs from the years that these movies came out. 1985. What'd you pick? Take On Me by AHA. I just feel that song. I love that song so much. Yeah, it's not one that I ever want to turn off when it's on. It makes me want to sing whenever I hear it. Makes me want to watch MTV. Yeah. It's just such early MTV days, you know? Yeah, because that's like the black and white, like drawing at first, something like that. 
Okay, I chose from 1985. Just what a bop that song is. I was going to call it a jam. Yeah, either way. It's a bop jam. It's a bop jam, jam bop. (laughs) Jam bop. (laughs) (laughs) Prince, obviously, just... I feel like legend is not a big enough word. Exactly. There's so much feeling and rhythm in that song. Like, it's incredible. It's just a lot of fun, too. And as a kid, I remember belting it out and not even really knowing all the words other than in the chorus, you know? Oh, well, welcome to my life. (laughs) All right, 1987. You go first. What do you got? I got... You gotta fight for your right to The reason I picked this one is because, well, I mean, it's a banger. Like, I love this song. But I feel like today I picked the song and then I watched the video again just because I hadn't seen it in a long time. Mm -hmm. And I remember watching it as an eight-year-old and being almost scared. Like, I felt a (laughs) little, I felt uneasy. You know what I mean? Because it was like, I was at that age where, or I should say, my sister was at that age where she would have a lot of people over, a lot of guys. Yeah. I mean, just in their big group of friends. But then also she would have some parties because I know at least one time she had a party when my parents were out of town and she was babysitting me and I was young. And I was afraid that that party was going to turn into the Beastie Boys party, (laughs) you know? It just felt so like aggressive and irreverent and not irreverent, but just in your face. It was in your face. Everything was kind of like dirty. and Yes. I need to go rewatch that video. I mean, it's great, but watching it as a kid, it's a little. Yeah, I can remember the feeling of watching it as a kid and Mm -hmm. it was uncomfortable. Yes, but But yet you couldn't look away either. It was very intriguing. Yes. Oh, wow. Can you do that and say no to your parents like that? So subversive. Yeah. Can you throw a pie in your mom's face when she walks in? Well, I just saw it on MTV. You must be able to. <laughs> That's a great song. All right. For me, by Crowded House. Mm. Don't dream it's over. Hey now, hey now, don't dream it's over. Hey now, hey now, when the world what a dreamy song. It's another one that I just cannot help but sing along with. Yeah. Especially when they hit the high note. <laughs> <laughs> Let's hear it now. No. <laughs> and we're back. We're back. We hope you had fun with that. One thing I need to talk about immediately. Okay. So we were talking in the episode about how Shannon Doherty played Jenny Wilder on Little House on the Prairie. And you you mentioned that you wondered if she was the one that went barreling down that hill. Traumatic. It was so traumatic. It was. And I don't know why I didn't say it then, because I do know this. Yeah. But it wasn't her. It was Nellie Olson. Of course it was Nellie Olson. I was quizzing you. And you failed the quiz. <laughs> well, you didn't correct me in the moment. So that makes me question you. I would never correct you on that. <laughs> and then I didn't want to upset you afterwards. <laughs> so sweet. All right. All right. I didn't know either. Chivalrous. Yes. I was just hoping it was Shannon. Oh, <laughs> just kidding. I'm kidding. All right. So I did go like I watched the scene again. And of course, like 
it's so wild how that all just comes back to you. But I went and read the premise of the episode. Yeah. Because I didn't remember how they got there, you know. And the episode where this takes place, it's titled Bunny, which is the name of Laura's beloved horse. Yes. And Nellie had been thrown from Bunny. She wasn't seriously injured, but she faked that she was paralyzed. Okay. And Laura felt bad, so she agreed to like help Nellie out, catering to her and everything. And then she found out that Nellie was faking and also that Nellie's mother now wanted to kill Bunny, her horse. So Laura decided that she was going to expose Nellie for faking it by sending her and her wheelchair flying down that hill. Whoa, wait a minute. It was a wheelchair? She was in a wheelchair. I thought they were in like the the back. The episode I feel like I was talking about, they were in the back of one of the covered wagons. It went barreling down a hill. Oh, well, then maybe you're thinking of something different. To me, this is the classic. No, but I think scene. you're right, because I, I thought Nellie came out of it paralyzed oh. permanently for the show. Yeah, no, she was faking. Oh, I my gosh. Listen. I am going to have to go watch this. Should episode. we binge Little House on the Prairie? Uh, goodness, maybe. <laughs> I used to watch it a lot. But I did, too. But it's so long. Well, what but happened when Nellie went it, went down the hill? Did she get she out of the wheelchair? She was exposed for faking. So she got like, up I think and- she stands up. She's like in a pond or something and she's oh. angry. So then Laura's dad gets her horse back for her. I found a YouTube video that's just an hour of Laura pushing Nellie down the hill. <laughs> <laughs> just on repeat. You just hear screaming. It's great. <laughs> so I went and looked. There is an episode where a wagon crashes. But I think it's a completely different episode. Nobody gets paralyzed, but I believe a couple perishes. Oh. But I think I'm mixing the two of these up. I'm going to have to go watch them. Our kid brains do that sometimes. They do. They (laughs) absolutely do. (laughs) Another thing I noticed after listening to both of these episodes for Girls Just Want to Have Fun and Can't Buy Me Love, I realized that Pete would be a very strict dad. Because, like, you're talking about, in this one, you're, like, upset that Janie has snuck out and gone to downtown Chicago and, like, gone to that party or gone to that club and stuff and can't buy me love. You're worried about the girls in the convertible that are sitting up on the the back of the seat, like, no seatbelts, no no shoes, any of that. Like, you just really think about these teenagers, not as a teenager, but as a parent, which is funny because you're not a parent, but... Well, yes, but even back then, I would err on the side of safety. Me too, obviously. I'm one of the most cautious people you ever meet. I was always uncomfortable because, you know, it used to be a thing where you would ride in the back of a pickup truck, Mm -hmm. you know, in the bed, right? I never felt safe. I didn't like it. I didn't like going 60 miles an hour (laughs) in the back of a truck, even as a kid. Yeah. But yeah, I think you're right. (laughs) This is a little evidence of I'm just worried about the consequences that could be attached to what these kids are doing. Right. And they just don't understand that sometimes things go wrong. <laughs> sometimes you hit a bump, all right, and you're sitting on the back of a convertible and you roll off backwards and you smack your head. Yeah. Well, here's the thing, <laughs> Debbie Downer. I'm just kidding. <laughs> but they are in a neighborhood there. So maybe once they got on the highway, they sat down. Yeah, and well, put on their seatbelts. Accidents can happen I mean, in a neighborhood. A lot of people didn't wear seatbelts back then. That's but. true. That's very true. I've always worn my seatbelt. Me too. From the time that I think that I got out of a car seat until now. Mm-hmm. And I remember, like in high school, a lot of my friends wouldn't wear seatbelts. I yeah. always wore a seatbelt. And if I've ever been in a vehicle where like the seatbelt didn't work or I couldn't get it, I've, I've had Feel near, a near panic attack. Like yeah. I need my seatbelt fastened. Ditto. And my dad hammered that into me Mm. from 
the time I was a child. Yeah. Put your seatbelt on. Even when they were really hot and burning my legs in the back of my dad's mm-hmm. Oldsmobile. Absolutely. <laughs> and listen, they're going out into the big city. You're going to these parties. Bad things can happen, man. It's true. True. Better take it easy. Be responsible. <laughs> As if you didn't go to parties when you were a kid. In downtown Rochester? No, I didn't. Okay. Okay. Did I go to parties? Yes. And you know what I saw? I saw somebody break their neck. <gasps> okay. Let's get back to some light <laughs> subjects here. <laughs> this is supposed to make people feel cozy. Oh, also, I had to say that I really liked the term jam bop. I feel like we should bring it back. I mean, I want to use it on a regular basis now. You can hear it right now. You want to sing jam bop? <laughs> jam, jam, jam bop. <laughs> but I like it. Instead of saying a song is a jam or a song is a bop, it's a jam bop. It's a jam bop. I like it too. Put it on a shirt. Let's go. Let's do it. (laughs) And we did mention this a little bit, but again, it just makes me realize like how special of a time that it was. When we had dance shows like Dance TV in the movie, it was so cool for everyone to be on. Guys, girls, whoever. Like normally you would expect when you have Drew talking to Jeff about auditioning, Jeff is not acting like, like I fully expected him to be like, I'm not going on that stupid show. Right. You know what I mean? Like. He's not acting like that. I mean, I would have said, I'm not going on that stupid show, but I couldn't dance. But the guys that were on those shows were cool. They were. I didn't want to not go because it wasn't cool. Right. I just couldn't dance. Right. And and see, Jeff knew he could dance. Exactly. He knew he had the skills. It's very interesting, though, to think that we lived through a very, very tiny bit of time mm-hmm. where that was a thing. Because it is not a thing any longer. No. And I mean, I remember as a kid watching, you know, American Bandstand and Soul Train and stuff. And then Dance Party USA, which was also like dancing on air. And then as a teenager, Club MTV and The Grind. The best people watching. Absolutely. There is. And I would still watch that if they had those shows. Why do they not have those shows now? I don't know why they decreased so much in popularity. I think people just started consuming music, right, in a different way. And music in and of itself became less special and perhaps people just lost interest because part of that was hearing music that you wanted to hear and seeing the people dance to it. And seeing what people are wearing. Yes. The the modern equivalent are the dance shows that you watch where it's like high level one to five people dancing. It's just different. Yes, I I totally agree. They're wearing dance clothes. Like it's not it's not just casual, you know. Now I will say Dance TV and the movie was different than these shows because they were doing like choreographed numbers. They were, yeah. Things like that. Right. But still, it really does bring to light that time period where it was just normal to turn it on. Right. You know, and I I could watch that stuff for hours. Yeah. I loved like when they were at the beach house and MTV Mm -hmm. in the summer. Yeah. And then they would do like episodes of Club MTV or The Grind at spring break or anytime. And even when they were in the studio, I just... I ate it up. Yeah. And that had an even shorter shelf life than the full like dance show lifetime. You know, that probably started in the 40s or 50s and ended, you know, I don't know if it ended in the early 2000s or if it it went on. I feel like that's when it ended. Yeah, because like also spring break on MTV started dying down, I think like probably 2005-ish, maybe a little later than that. Don't quote me on that. But I feel like they ought to bring the stuff back more as like a special, right? It's like. American Bandstand Revisited or call it like whatever you're going to be like Dance Party USA, something where it's Mm -hmm. like it happens like in the summer once a year. But even like spring break on MTV, you know, it's going to have to be on a different channel, I guess. But (laughs) 
whatever the equivalent. Maybe you could still do it on MTV, but yeah, bring it back. It. They've brought back other nostalgic stuff. I yeah. mean, Jersey Shore's still on there, right. you know. And I, I think with like this though, something else they just are bringing back. But now I can't remember. Sorry. I think with this though, like bring it back like once every five years or something, once a year. Yeah, you know, and it's but like young in a people short. now thrive on being seen. Yeah, you know. So it's like I mean, I know they are used to being able to control their content and what goes out about them. Yeah. But you would think that they would still eat that up, like being able to be on a TV show where they show off their fashion and their dance moves. You know what I mean? Like that's still to me, I think would be cool for a young person to do. Yeah. And here's a good idea. You could bring back the decades. Yeah. Then bring back 30 years. I think then bring back like people that are in their 20s, people that are in their 30s, people that are in their 40s. Or just the music and the style, whoever it is. No, but I think it would be fun. That could be interesting. And then maybe have a reunion because like I know one of the former dancers um, from Dance Party USA, Christina, follows me on TikTok and she's always posting old clips. Yeah. And people that watched those like got to know like that one actually reminds me the most of dance TV because they knew the dancers names yeah and really followed along to see what you know Bobby Catalano uh, was actually his name <laughs> was wearing or who right. he was dancing with or who was in a couple and you knew about that stuff yeah if you were into it every time I post about it people talk about the dancers you know and it's just a different world it is a different world and it had to be so cheap to produce. It's like, okay, you get some lights mm-hmm. and you get some boxes that people could dance on top of. You know, it's just like a set and right. lights. Though I do wonder about like music rights. Yeah. That was a different thing back then. I mean, granted, like on MTV, they probably had the rights to play whatever they wanted. If they had the yeah. music video, then they had the right to play. Listen, we'll just bring in Spotify as the sponsor. <laughs> Anyway, it was a great time. I just, yeah, I'm like, bring it back. We need it. (laughs) All right. We hope you all enjoyed. Be sure to come over on Patreon if you want to hear who we recast if this movie were set in the 90s. Come check it out. We're at patreon.com slash we don't want to grow up. If you don't know, here's all the ways you can contact us, interact with us, help support the podcast if you'd like. You can email us at we don't want to grow up pod at gmail.com. You can find us on Instagram at we don't want to grow up pod. You can also find us on TikTok at we don't want to grow up. We've got our Facebook group, the Cozy Club, fans of we don't want to grow up. Also exciting, we have new merch. We have so many items available with three different logos to choose from. And you can go to we dash don't dash wanna dash grow dash up dot my spread shop. Dot com. Dot com. <laughs> All right. Take it easy. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.